Sit down, strap in, and granny put your teeth in your pocket. Lead Lap Radio, powered by HMS Motorsport, the leader in motorsport safety, starts now. Howdy! Welcome to another week of motorsports coverage on Race Chaser Radio and the Performance Motorsports Network. This is Lead Lap Radio, presented by Victory Custom Trailers. My name is Tom Baker. We are broadcasting live from the WSIC studios in Statesville, North Carolina. Seated to my right at uh, the big table here in the studio is none other than a returning guest, a winner at Hickory Motor Speedway Saturday night of the Carolina Pro Late Model Series, Carson Quapple is back in studio with us, son of Travis, the oldest son of Travis. We'll get to him in a moment. James Mellick also in studio with us as our producer, teardown specialist at Levine Family Racing for Chris Bell. He has been extra busy lately, had a midweek race with the All-Star Race last week, has a midweek race on Thursday night at uh, Kansas. And um, we also have on the phone... The Strutmasters hotline is uh, Jacob Hefner, and we're going to go ahead and just uh, crank Jacob right up. Uh, Jacob picked up the win on Friday night at uh, Tri-County in the late model division, Tri-County Motor Speedway. First time I've had the opportunity to get to the new and improved Tri-County Motor Speedway, um, and what a job the Higgins family and everybody that's connected to the sort of new group that's uh, uh, at the track this year has done in uh, really cleaning the place up. Um, Jacob, welcome to the program. Good to have you on the show. Uh, Congratulations on just a, I thought it was an outstanding run on Friday night, beating out Sam Butler. You just, uh, you were pretty flawless for the whole, uh, whole race. Sam had no answer for everything you were throwing at him. Yeah, that was a, uh, Thanks for having me on, honestly. But uh, that was a great sure. race we had, you know, Friday night. It was uh, it was a lot of competition, surprisingly. You know, you didn't see the names like Josh Ferry or Ryan Millington like you did at Hickory. But, you know, Sam, man, Sam kept me honest all night long. Sure did. He was really fast. And, um, and I just had a lot of fun. I don't know. Um, I need to do more research on Sam. I don't know his background too well. But, boy, um he was impressive. I mean, he threw everything, including a couple of kitchen sinks at you, and and you just didn't budge. I mean, it's it's always fun. I've been you know watching races for almost fifty years now, and have been involved in the sport uh, for over thirty. And you know, it's always fun to watch somebody um, just put on a, a, a almost perfect performance. And like I said, I I didn't see you slip the entire race. You just um, and, and, and I know that's a credit to Justin Carroll and the, and the folks who, uh, who you work with, uh, on, you know, for, for the race car as well. Talk a little bit about that situation working with Justin. I think he's just a classy young man. And, um, you know, that's a, that's a really, really nice little group there that, uh, you're working with now, isn't it? Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, Justin and, uh, his, his father, John have done a, uh, a tremendous job working with me you know the past uh, three years now yep just uh, get, getting me better at these late model stock cars you know I've, I've had a ton of fun traveling um across the southeast with them you know they've they've really brought me from this kid 
kind of kind of like Sam, honestly. I, I could, you know, I, I wish I was as good as he is now when I had first started. You know, I, I struggled a bit when I first started, you know, uh, with um, with Justin and John. You know, they worked really hard to uh, to get me to where I am right now, you know, bringing fast race cars each and every week to the racetrack. And we've had, you know, a lot of success here recently. I think that this past weekend was our second pole this season. I'd never won a pole in a late model in the first three years. Now wow. we have two. And uh, then, obviously, we won last weekend. So, you know, it's just uh, I'm really grateful to have people like Justin and John, you know, to, to back me and, and help me, you know, go to the racetrack every week and contend for wins. Where did you started in Bandoleros, didn't you? Yes, correct. Talk about your, your background a little bit for those in our audience who are not familiar with you. Yeah, so I um, – I had started racing Bandoleros when I was uh, 10 years old. That's where I started at Concord Speedway at the little quarter-mile outback. There's a little small, uh, a small uh, Bandolero Beginner Bandit division is where I raced in. And then I went from Beginner Bandit up to the Bandit division the following year. I won quite a few races across the three years that I raced Bandoleros. And then from the Bandolero cars, I would move up to the uh, Legend Car Division, where I, I didn't quite have as much success, but I still won a ton of races in my final season in 2016. Yep. Uh, I won a summer shootout race, which the summer shootout is, a lot of people know, is a, uh, probably the premier division for the uh, or premier series for the Legend Cars at Charlotte Speedway. And so uh, I only won one of them, which is kind of surprising. I know a ton of people have won a lot of them, but that, that's one race that really stood out to me that are really um, – I tried so hard. I tried seven years to win one of those races, and I finally got one. So coming from from that, uh, I had still had quite a bit of success my last season of Legend Cars. Qualified on the pole for the Legends Nationals that year, uh, which unfortunately got rained out. And then, so we did not get to uh, did, not, did not get to finish that race. So I, I was bummed. Felt like we could have won it, but came from Legend Cars to uh, to I've dabbled in late model limited late model racing at Hickory Motor Speedway late in 2017 a little bit and then i uh, got linked up with justin and john carroll which actually justin had helped me in my last season of legend cars at the summer shootout and that's how we knew like hey he's got a late model um they're looking to rent it out so we you know contacted them and they were like yeah sure come and uh come and try it out and i was uh i was really excited to to work with them and man, i've, I've enjoyed it ever since so you've been with them for three years, and and, uh, and talk a little bit about what your plans are for for this year, because I know obviously everybody's kind of messed up with the whole COVID thing going on. But um, what what is your plan for this year? In ter- there, is there a championship you're chasing, or what you know? What is your what is your schedule anticipating to be at least for the rest of the year? Ah, uh, man, I really wish I could tell you honestly. Um... We had started this season just going to chase, you know, different racetracks. I, I wanted to go race at tracks like, like Ace Speedway. You know, I, I've really enjoyed racing there recently. And then obviously Tri County, Hickory, uh, Motor Mile. I raced there last year. I put on a pretty good performance racing with uh, Philip Morris and Mike Looney up there. And um, I just, you know, I wanted to travel around and, and get wins wherever I could. But with this, this COVID mess, you know, right now the only track I can really race that is, is Hickory Motor Speedway in Tri County. Uh, I've already kind of proven myself at Hickory, so you know maybe maybe 
I would be a little open to, to chasing another track championship. We'll have to see, but you know, I, I really love Tri County. I love what uh, what the Higgins family have done with that place and it's just amazing. turn it back around. I've known, yeah, I've known them for for such a long time. I consider them their family, close friends of ours, and um, so I, I really enjoyed racing there. Maybe we'll, I don't know, I'll, I'll see, but I'd, I'd like to potentially chase another championship there. When you've when you when you ha- come off a win. It's kind of irresistible, isn't it, not to want to go back again and try to keep doing that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, we we went up there two weeks ago as a season opener and bought a really fast race car. Justin had uh, – we honestly unloaded off the trailer and didn't make a single adjustment on it all weekend. It was just that good straight from the trailer. And uh, qualified second and just unfortunately on a restart, the leader missed the shift and I was right there. And uh, it's just one of those things – couldn't really avoid it kind of messed the nose up a little bit you know messed up the uh the suspension of the car but uh, you know fortunately enough we were able to make it back out in the second race and, and finish uh, finished seventh i believe but you know i i really felt like we had a car that could have contended for the wins of the twins that weekend so you know coming back this past weekend and getting the win was felt like redemption for us you know i leading all 60 laps i felt like made a pretty good statement too Oh, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, and I kept wondering, I mean, I was kind of watching going, well, you know, I don't know how hard I, I figured Sam was running you pretty hard. And I was kind of thinking, gosh, I, I wonder if those guys tires are going to hold up, you know? Um, and of course I've been at the track at all. So I really didn't know how that was working this year, but it seemed like you and you and he both were either still equally good or you were both equally bad at the end because um, he just, like I said, he tried everything that he knew, but he just couldn't find a way around you. You, you hung in there. Yeah, I had uh, my spotter Nick Payne really kept me calm all night long, and John Carroll as well on the radio, just letting me know, you know, the gap out back. And I mean, that gap at one point for probably twenty laps was only a car length, and yeah. that was that's a lot of pressure for for anyone to lead the race. But I think that little bit of experience that I, I have you know, the past couple of years of racing and these late model stock cars really just kind of kept me calm. And I, you know, I just kept trying to hit my mark the whole, the whole night long. And, you know, sometimes I've, I've spread that gap up as much as five or six cars, but it really stayed close the whole night. I'm, I'm pretty sure we had probably about a straightaway on the rest of the field. It was just me and Sam kind of checked out doing our own yeah, thing. But yep. yeah, so it was, I mean, it was a really close battle. I got really nervous on some of those restarts. I really had to kind of toy with them a little bit just to, just to get clear of them. Yeah. But we were able to get the job done. And, uh, I mean, maybe if it would have been a little more experienced driver, it would probably have been a little harder battle. But, uh, yeah, you know, he did a, a heck of a job, honestly. And, you know, I, was, I had fun racing with him. Um, okay, so I know you can't do all this by yourself. Talk about who helps you make it happen. Uh, Powerhouse Recycling, Mike and Kristen Kennedy, they um, – their uh, their business is located in Salisbury, North Carolina. That's where um, they they do electronic recycling. So, for example, like these big corporate businesses such as Lowe's or Home Depot, you know, they have all of these electronics and computers and stuff that eventually get old and they, they don't really don't have anything to do with them. And that's where um, Powerhouse Recycling comes in and will oh, uh, okay. They'll, they'll come in and buy out, you know, all these old electronics, and they're able to refurbish them, resell them online, or redistribute them however they uh, they choose and please. Interesting. Okay. 
Well, that's a that's a, a great sponsor to have, and I'm sure it's great for them to be involved, too. Um, certainly look forward to talking with you again as we go down the road, because I know you're going to win some more before you're done here. So appreciate you uh, taking some time to be on the program tonight. And like I said, we look forward to catching up with, with you again here uh, uh, before the season's out for sure. Absolutely. I appreciate you for having me on and look forward to hopefully being back. Definitely. That's uh, Jacob Hafner. We'll get him back on again. We can spend a little more time with him. We got a busy one tonight. Uh, We're going to step aside. And when we come back, we've got Carson Quapple in studio. He won on Saturday in the Carolina Pro 8 Model Series race in Hickory. And we got Jason Smoot uh, from the dirt track side of things to uh, talk to as we get later into the program as well. Much more to come as Lead Lap continues right after this. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their car, including front and rear skid control and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Green light. Hey, girl. School zone. I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah, street. Pizza sounds good. Ball in street? Girl in street! (gasps) It's hard to concentrate on two things at once, like texting and driving. Stop the text. Stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Here's an important message from Rad and this station. Hi, this is Bob Sheehan from Blues Traveler for Rad, recording artists against drunk driving. I like to party just as much as the next guy, maybe even more. But the one thing I won't do after I've had a few is get in the car and drive. Don't blow it. Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. 
Hi, this is Ross Chastain. You're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now, back to the show. Watermelon Man bringing us back uh, from commercial. Welcome back to Lead Lap, presented by VictoryCustomTrailers.com, where you can design your own trailer right from their website. It's true. Make sure that uh, you go check them out if you are, and it doesn't even have to be for racing purposes. They can get you set up with a trailer, transporter, whatever, for any purpose, whether you're hauling horses or construction equipment or whatever it is. Uh, They've got over 200 new and used trailers in stock, ready to go, and or you can customize your own and the more you want it, want it customized, the brighter they shine because they know how to do it well. Their craftsmanship is outstanding. VictoryCustomTrailers.com. Check out their website. They're based in Michigan, but they will get it to you no matter where you are in the continental U.S. and probably even outside of the country. So um, back to the show. We have uh, Carson Quapple in studio with us, the oldest son of former NASCAR racer Travis Quapple. I don't know. Did your dad? Your dad's never officially retired, has he? Uh, I don't really think so. He might be running once or twice a year, but I think that's really about it. Yeah, I mean, if somebody wants him to drive, I'm sure he'd still be into it. I, oh, yeah. I was going to say former, but I didn't really want to say that. Um, Long time NASCAR racer Travis Quapple there. So uh, you're 17, mm-hmm, 17, and again, just uh, refreshing the audience. You're spending. A majority of your time in the super late model, um, running the cars tour, etc. But um, the reason you're back on tonight is because you jumped in the uh, pro late model and went to Hickory Motor Speedway on Saturday and ran um, what would be, I think, gosh, I think we're already at race four or race five in that series somehow. Race four, um, the Carolina pro late model series, brand new series this year. And Keith Graham and his staff doing an outstanding job so far. Um, remarkable for a first-year series, and uh, you picked up another win, but boy, was it a race. You had to work for that one. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I thought we'd have a really good car. We qualified pole by one-thousandth of a second on Loden, and uh, it was really close. Uh, he's fast, always fast, and I started sixth after the invert, and I thought we'd get right up through the field like we did the race before. See what you get for thinking? Yeah, I thought so, but... <laughs> Man, I couldn't get past the top four before before the first fifty. It was we were all really close on times. Neither of us could pass each other. Connor was out front, loaded. Yeah, Campbell's up there. Wilcox. We were all having a really good race side by side most of the time. So uh, that series is really good for side by side racing. It really is. It really is. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, especially the other night was great. I mean, like you said, there were a half dozen or so of you that really were about equal in speed. Yeah. And it was just finding racing room and Mm -hmm. trying to outsmart the other one. And Hickory's a, boy, that's an awfully tough track to really outsmart somebody at. You got to work pretty hard. And you got to really be able, excuse me, you got to be able to run both um, top and bottom equally Mm -hmm. confidently, too, I think, if you're going to go pass through a field there. You can't just rely on the bottom. Mm -hmm. Um, And, but you, you finally got there, and, you know, you and Cody, the battle down the wire between you and Cody Connor, and Cody's been on the show many times, a great friend of the show. Um, man, that was as good as any racing you're probably going to see all year. And the two of you really, if you touched, it was barely until the very last lap. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, three to go. Uh, we had a caution, and I started outside Cody. He picked the inside, and uh, I got a really good start on him. We were about side-by-side side coming through the line. Uh, we just stayed side-by-side side the rest of the race. Uh, I'd edge him out coming off the corner, and he'd get me back on entry. Uh, it was a really good last three laps. I was, I was, We were both driving hard, hard. Yeah. Yeah. We were sideways off the corner. We weren't giving up nothing, and uh, we may have bumped once or twice, but it wasn't nothing. He raced me clean, and I tried racing him clean as I could. Uh, yeah, it sucks he wrecked coming across the line, but yeah. <laughs> he's going for it, and I was too. I was I was sideways too. He left nothing on the table. He mm-hmm. he, you know, he came out of form, broke loose, and you know he tried to correct, and I think he just overcorrected, yeah. and it broke back the other way, and I thought. I thought you were gone. I, you had both crossed the line already, and you beat him to the line. And just past the line, I thought you were – I thought that was going to be just a dead hit. Somehow you missed him. And and then, um, you know, it was uh, Cox, I think, yeah, that ended Will. up catching him. You know, and, it, again, no fault of either driver. Cody was just coming across the track. Will had nothing, nothing he could mm-hmm. do. Um, but it ended up – the finish, despite that, was, was really you, then he, then yeah. Will – um, so all three of you did finish the race. Cody just ended up in the tire barrel by, you know, coming into the uh, track, across the track, the gate there, um, hit uh, hit the tires, um, you know, which I, I told him, I said, you sure do know how to put on a show, kid. <laughs> you know, it was, uh, that was, he, you guys just were, it was great. It was a fun finish to watch, and it was a fun race because really, up until even those last three laps, any of the six of you could have ended up yeah. winning that. Yeah, you know, we were all really fast, all yeah. of us. Yeah, that was uh, that was spectacular. I mean, that what could you see? Like, did did you see him break loose out of? Could you see any of that? Because you're, I mean, obviously you're in the seat pretty tight and looking ahead, right? Uh, Can't really see yeah. peripher- peripherally what was going on there, right? When did you know or get a sense that he was sideways and like this could be bad? I, I think my dad told me when I crossed the line. Uh, wrecking behind you and i think i looked in the mirror and i saw nobody i was like oh that can't be good he was just right there beside me yeah but yeah me and him we dove it off into three really hard and uh i don't think neither of us were really paying attention to where each other were at least i wasn't i was just trying to get a good run off the corner and beat him the line uh i look at my rear view and not there i was like that can't be good but yeah I, then i whipped it around and did a polish victory lap and i saw it i was like oh that's unfortunate. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. A lot the, of work. The, uh, the, the, the Trump car ended up in the tires. No. Um, but, uh, it wasn't, it didn't look like it was too bad. It was just, you know, but it, that was, you were more energetic after that one. Is that because of the close finish at the end? I mean, you're usually a fairly calm winner. You don't ever get, you know, at least I haven't seen you like get really, really super mm-hmm. excited after a win. Um, you, but this time, your energy level, I felt like, was 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 up higher than normal. Was that just because of the way the race played out for you? Yeah, we were just top five car, top three. I felt like we had a top one or two car. It's just you, we were all a half-tenth at max off each other, and you can't pass a hickory even a half-tenth barely faster than anybody. And uh, it's always, whenever you win, just leading the whole race, it's kind of like, like, yeah, I won, it's awesome, but... It, wasn't that spectacular where but then whenever you have three to go and you drive around them side by side at the line it's way better it's it's really exciting it's it's awesome having a good finish 
So where do you go from here? I mean, you, you've, you've obviously established yourself as the points leader now in that series. So are you going to run that out now for the championship? And, and what does that mean for the super schedule? Um, talk a little bit about what we might expect uh, out of you for the rest of the season. Yeah, I'll be running the Carolina Pro 8 Series, uh, trying to run for points. We missed one, but we're leading the points, so I think might as well go for it now. Uh, my brother can't run at Hickory, and we only run at one other track other than Hickory, so there's no point in putting him in when I'm already leading the points. Uh, so I'll be chasing that, and I'll be running the Cars Tour Super Late Model Series. The next race is supposed to be a Hickory, but not sure if we're going to get it in or not. Uh I don't think any of the Cars Tour races interfere with the Pro 8. So that works out. That works At out least for not us. for now. Yeah, not for now. You never know. <laughs> never but know. Hopefully they don't interfere. Yeah, so you actually could run both. Now, you talked about um, at some point maybe um, doing some traveling, too. Is that still in the plans, or has COVID kind of played some havoc with that? I know you've been to the Midwest a bit and different places. Yeah, I think we're going to try to run big races up in the Midwest, like Dixieland 250, uh, Oktoberfest, just some just some of those big key races. Uh, I don't think running for points anywhere or anything up there. Uh, but, yeah, just hit the star races, and that's really about it. Well, I mean, you can do a fair amount of racing in this area, obviously, mm-hmm. if everything holds together, you know, uh, between the rest of the car schedule and the Carolina Pro deal and um, you're still running on the dirt at Millbridge, right, mm-hmm. on a pretty regular basis. How's that going this year? Yeah, we've You've won a couple. Yeah, three or four, yeah. three or four, somewhere in there. We've won, uh, yeah, we're leading the points right now on that deal. Uh, we should, me and my brother, going at it for the points, but I think we have a pretty strong chance to get the championship. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're always fast there. That's a fun. That's some fun stuff to drive there. It's you're on the wheel the whole time, the whole time. I was gonna say, especially in the open, oh. yeah, you, know, you know, right? I mean, it's it's because that's that's world of outlaw sprint car type yeah. wheeling with the horsepower to weight ratio and those things. Yeah, those, right, four ten sprint. Yeah, they got. I think we weigh four fifty with me in it, and they have about seventy seventy five horsepower with no suspension, running wide open, right up against a wall. It's it's wicked. Yeah, it makes super weights feel slow. People listening or watching go seventy five horsepower, that's it. Yeah. Well Oof. trust me. <laughs> it's dirt and these things don't handle well. No. So they're rough. You know, it's it's really you're trying to tame the beast mm-hmm. for you know, um for twenty laps or however yeah. long the features are. Um so what's so you said it makes the the super late model feel slow? Yeah, like, that's ten times the horsepower. Yeah, it may. I think I guess just the power weight and yeah. just suspension on asphalt. It's so much nicer than the dirt stuff. I'm running some of the micro sprint stuff in Millbridge also. Uh, oh really? Yeah, just won a uh, five hundred hours to win maybe last Saturday. Oh, congratulations! I, think we won. I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, had a really good car, uh, Factor One East car. So. Stuff's fun. It's always entertaining, though. Well, yeah. Now, tell me about the micro sprint real quick compared to the, um, to the to the uh, outlaw cart. They're they have suspension. They're about 120, 130 horsepower. They right. weigh like seven fifty. Uh, wings, of course, non wings sometimes. Uh, they're way smoother, <laughs> way easier, easier to, to drive. drive. You yeah. can bounce it off the fence and not flip like we would in a cart. Uh, yeah, they're really fun. It's a little bit relaxing, but you're still up on it. 
You just gave me a good follow-up question for the next segment. So we're going to step aside and come back, talk more with Carson Quapple. We got Jason Smoot coming up. And, uh, yeah, we'll talk NASCAR before we're done here because, well, it was an interesting weekend. Be back after this. Do you love the sound of high-revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels new to intermediates to get sideways and smoking. With a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively, Summit Point Motorsports Park's Drift Nirvana is just the thing for you. Call for your reservation today, 304-725-8444. Or for more information, go online, summitpoint-raceway.com, or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com. Drift Nirvana, getting you sideways the right way. HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves a majority of NASCAR, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. Featuring world-renowned brands like Schubert Helmets, Schroep Belts, Adidas Suits and Shoes, Lero Fireproof Underwear, Lifeline Fire Systems, and even Racecom Radio Kits, HMS has the right product for your type of racing and your budget. Their representatives are experts on making your track driving as safe as possible. With locations in Mooresville, North Carolina, and Danvers, Massachusetts, the staff at HMS is always ready to take the time and help you find the right product for your specific safety needs. You have family and friends who care about you, so don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Just stop in to HMS Motorsport, visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com, or send them a message on Facebook. Tell them the folks from Race Chaser Media sent you. What an awesome game. What's up with your car? I don't know. It won't start. How are we getting home? Chill. My parents signed me up for the roadside assistance from Lewis Meineke. It was free with my oil change. They'll come and get the car started or get us home and tow the car to the shop. Good to know. With my driving, my parents never know what to expect. When you join the Meineke Car Care Club with a $35 preferred service, you get four free months of roadside assistance, including tire change, battery jump, lockout service, towing, and more. Contact Lewis Meineke located on Route 1 or call 827-2054. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. Hey, this is Reed Wilson, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Hi. Welcome back. As we continue with uh, Reed Lap Radio, recording this or airing this live on a Monday night. Of course, uh, if you missed part or all of the show, or you just want to listen to it again, uh, thank you. Uh, But no, seriously, uh, easy way to do that. Just... uh, Within 24 hours after the show, we always have it up on uh, our on-demand channels. So just um, dial up Race Chaser Radio on any of your favorite podcast platforms. Spotify, we've really grown quite a bit on there. Um, 
and uh, of course Apple, Google, all of all of the the big tune in, uh, all of the big platforms. We're on, I think, about thirteen or fourteen of them now. So um, wherever you get your uh, your music from or your other podcasts from, uh, just search Race Chaser Radio. Give us a follow or subscribe. And you'll always know when new uh, programming's out. Tomorrow, um, we lap at 11.35. Not we lap. That's what this is. The Inside Pass tomorrow with Randy Miller and I. 11.35 right back in the studio in the morning, by the way. That's our morning show for the week. And then, of course, the Mainly Modified podcast will uh, premiere tomorrow night in our on-demand channel um, with uh, Kyle Souza. And then um, Thursday night, we will be in studio here once again. And um, that'll be our worldwide syndicated show big national show and then uh, we have the super modified podcast called inside groove that uh, premieres usually on friday uh so we've got five shows and all of them uh all of them doing well and and uh just having a ball with race chaser radio so um feel free to uh, go go search uh, race chaser radio or you can actually access them all right on uh, the website racechaseronline.com just scroll down. Uh, there's a shows page. You'll find all of the uh, uh, you'll find the RSS feed there. You can check out all of our programs. We upload them as we complete them each week. So uh, it is a process. And of course, the player uh, where you can hear all of the live shows is on there as well on the website. And what we do when we're not doing a live show like this is we just rotate all of our other shows. So you'll get a chance to hear some of last week's shows and such until we replace it with this week's and so on. So. Um, all kinds of ways, easy ways to get our programming, and we try to have a lot of fun with it. Tell some great stories and let you meet um, some uh, great young racers like uh, Carson Quapple, who's in the studio with us now. So, Carson, you mentioned um, we were talking about outlaw carts and micro sprints and all that in the dirt in the last segment. And uh, you talked about how the micro sprint, you can kind of bounce it off the wall without flipping it. So, um, how many times have you flipped the outlaw cart? I'm curious. Uh, I think our carts have passed since 2014. I've flipped four times, I believe. Wow. And already two times in the micro sprint. But oh, <laughs> well, you said it's not the same. <laughs> yeah, you can bounce it off the fence, but there's a few times I bounced it too hard off the fence. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty easy to bounce those things off the fence compared to the carts, for sure. So you've had some rollovers. You kind of got those out of the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah I got the rough ones out, hopefully. Really hope so. Never, uh, never hurt yourself, right? Just basically, eh, yeah. I'm a little messed up. Two hours later, on one of them, but nah, no serious, nothing. Oh, I'm that's all good. good. It's, uh, that's. I mean, the open cockpit stuff is just tough, no matter yeah, what it is. it is. I mean, you know, we've we've had a number of drivers on this show that run the the midgets or the sprint cars or whatever, and it, they're volatile little race they cars, are. and you just it's. It's all a part of it. Uh, so, um, okay, so, Melik, you were telling a story during the break. I want to talk about it here that, you know, we talk about how small the racing world is, and James Melick, our producer, currently is with Levine Family Racing with Chris Bell, but um, James has been around the sport a while, and uh, you actually had a chance to work with Travis, with Carson's dad, a little bit. Yeah, I had the chance. Uh, when I was over at Roush changing tires, I had the opportunity to change tires for his father when he was driving for the 32 Go Fast car, and I uh, just told him, you know, a quick story about Michigan where we put a whole right side. I mean, we weren't even part of the team for Go Fast. We were just the pit crew guys. And one of the guys like me, I know how to work on the car, we helped them rebuild a right side on the car after a lap one, turn three crash that Ouch. the car came down and ripped the whole right side off of. And 
I was telling him that I had the opportunity to help his dad do that that weekend, and that whole year I got to change tires on his father's car. It's just, uh, like I said, it's amazing how small the racing world actually is. And, yeah. you know, you as kind of a, a journeyman at that point, I mean, you were with Roush, but you, you know, you moved around a fair amount and did some different things. And, um, you know, interesting, the number of drivers you've actually gotten to work with at different levels, right? Yeah, it is. And another quick story I'll tell you real quick that was kind of funny as well. I met someone before their time really was Chase Elliott. Okay. Uh, I was changing tires on Casey Roderick's car at Palm Beach, the one time the ARCA cars ran there, and there was this young kid standing beside me, and he was wearing a super late model shirt that said he was a champion. I had no idea who he was, so I asked who he was, and he says, I'm Chase Elliott. I'm Bill's son, and that's how I met Chase Elliott. I had no idea who the kid was. Now, that's funny. You had to ask Chase who he was. Yeah, he was just this little kid. I didn't and, know who he was. And I, and I imagine that probably as humble as I know Chase is, I imagine, especially at that point, you know, he would have been much younger even, mm-hmm. um, you know, he probably didn't even think twice about that. You know, no. I'm, I'm Chase Elliott, I'm Bill's son. It wasn't yeah. like, I can't believe he didn't know who I was, and sort, of, sort of thing. Exactly, and if I see him yeah. still, like when I see him at the racetrack, he still knows who I am. I mean, That's we awesome. made friendships through the super late model stuff, so that was another one. And, you know, I didn't really know Travis had kids because I never really saw him at the track, but it's cool to have his son here, you know, the second generation. That's cool. Yeah, and uh, Carson's got a younger brother that's uh, giving you a run for your money lately. Yeah, just about. He tries. Uh, he's fast for, what, for how much experience he's got. Uh, I think he finished the last race he did. He ran a Saturday race. I didn't run. He finished second. So he's been doing pretty good. Uh, he's got a little bit to go to get to me, but I'm trying to help him out a little bit. Well, he's four years younger than you, right? He's yeah. 13. Yeah, You're he 17. is. So, you know, he's trying to follow in your footsteps and so i mean he's running open already mm-hmm. with you at at millbridge so yeah, this is his first your second year in the opens so. how has he transitioned because that's a big step it is it's a from the intermediate step. to the um to the uh open class yeah he's he's t- he took it well uh he ran i think the 2019 kkm give back classic and i think he finished second or third and he almost he almost wow. won it and that was against jesse caldwell and like everybody I, I didn't do good in that race but he was really fast uh it was probably his fifth time racing maybe and uh he almost won the biggest race of the year so he's been doing pretty good it's just he's got to get experience run another year or two and you'll know how to really go fast how would you compare yourself to him in terms of Obviously, you have way more experience, but in terms of driving style and aggressiveness and all that, what uh, what are the similarities and differences between the two of you? Yeah, we both drive pretty hard, but I'm <laughs> I drive it pretty hard. Like I, I'll go wide open, probably eight inches off the wall, and he'll cr- crack the throttle and foot off the wall. It's just okay. he's so a little he's bit not quite there. No, yet. it takes yeah. a lot though. There's only yes, it does. There's only maybe not even a handful of guys, in my opinion, that can run the top really good with a big four-stroke engine well or so. run those cars period really good yeah, yeah. i mean just to you know drive them. i remember kenny wallace ran a couple times at millbridge and finally got out of the car and said i can't do this yeah it's it, it's can't a lot it. it's a lot that's kenny i mean but those those things are hard mm-hmm. those are hard cars to drive okay so you were telling me earlier and somehow i didn't know this i don't <laughs> know how but somehow i didn't know this you actually have a full-time job yeah relatively speaking a job yeah um working for gms racing yeah i I interned there last summer uh 
I worked pretty much five days a week, all that I could, seven to four. Uh, I worked a little bit through the school year, three, four hours a day. Once I get, once I got out of school, I'd go up there and work. And uh, back started the summer. I uh, working seven to four again, uh, tearing down trucks, uh, working with the engine guy, ARCA team. I'm, I just do anything. I'll be the dyno driver a day. I'll, I'll tear down the truck the next day. So uh, seven to four, just do whatever they need me to do. And yeah. It's fun. So you and Melick tearing stuff yeah. apart. Oh, yeah. Melick can talk to you all day. I love tearing stuff down. That's Easy. so much. It's fun. Now, it something I was going to say is um, don't don't um, forget, though, there was someone who kind of sort of did something like that over there. They started working on a truck at GMS, and now all of a sudden they're driving for them. Bronson Butcher. Yeah. So that really? Could, that could, I didn't know that, that could was happen. Don't forget that could potentially happen for yeah. you, too, now that you're in the building. He ran some super stuff uh, when I ran the late model program with GMS. He he ran a little bit with me, after me, with the super that I ran. So I'm working. I pretty much work under his truck. He's the car. He's the truck chief for the 24 truck, which was driven by Haley this weekend. And uh, just pretty much finished tearing that whole truck down today with him and the other crew guys. So, yeah. It's fun. That is the like best it. area to learn in, teardown. It is. Because you can learn well, I was so say, much stuff there. You right? see everything. Yeah. You touch everything, mm. and you see what it looks like um, after the race. So you just can ask so much about it while you're even just cleaning apart or looking at something. You can say, why is this like this or why is this like that? You can learn so much in teardown compared to putting it together. Um, obviously, you learn a lot putting yeah. it together, but tearing it down is where a lot of knowledge is learned at a young age. Yeah, for sure. I'll tell you what, those seats are heavy in those things. Yes, I they took are. the seat out. I, I handed it off to the other big dude. I'm like, man, you got this. <laughs> <laughs> what do you run, a carbon seat or is yeah, that? the carbon. I, I think they have to yeah. weigh like 60 pounds, though. Or something. Uh, I think it's something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, take them out, I take uh, them out every week by myself. Yeah, I got it all unbolted and everything, headrest off. But I was like, you got this big man. <laughs> See, I turn <laughs> can't. See, Sounds I turn like you it. need more time in the gym, yeah, sir. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I turn it and bring it out. Um, back first and then bring it up kind of like in a j-shaped yeah. reversed with the butt I I, out i think that's what we did i helped him, I, I helped him pick it up and a little bit of moral support but yeah <laughs> moral support. you can do it yeah <laughs> i think i helped i helped bronson put the seat in the truck uh before they went to the track and yeah they're, uh, they're heavy they're yeah heavy. i pull them out weekly by myself you Ew. just grab it both hands one on each side and Spin pull it, it out. around flip yeah. it over yeah yeah fun well, and, the, and the windows, I think, I don't know for sure, but aren't the windows maybe just a hair bit bigger in a truck than probably. they are a cup car? They probably are. I think they're a hair bit bigger. They look like it. So. Yeah. It's, well, that's good, though, because mm-hmm. it lets you see where you're going. Yeah. And Literally, then, because that's, you know, eventually, you if you get what you want, eventually you'll be in a truck. Yeah. Hopefully at GMS Racing, right? Hopefully. I mean, that's, that would be the idea. Yeah. So we're, we're, we're going to go ahead and uh, step aside. We come back. We got more with... Uh, Carson, we're not done with him yet, and we've got Justin, uh, Jason Smoot coming up at 8 p.m. We're going to talk uh, Blue Ridge Outlaws and all kinds of dirt stuff because he's had a big, big background, um, and especially when it comes to prepping tracks, we're going to talk about that too. So we'll be back with more Lead Lap right after this. Everywhere you go, you hear it, and you see it. It's coming at you through your phone, your tablet, and your computer. It's broadcast from your favorite radio station, TV networks, and cable companies. It's in the stadiums, the arenas, the ballparks. It screams for your attention at the mall. It's interactive on Main Street. It's even coming at you from the gas pump at the nearby convenience store. What is it? It's digital content. It's digital content. It's digital content. Somebody has to create it. Somebody has to manage it. So whether your dream is to write it, design it, create it, call it, produce it, voice it, post it, light it, shoot it, switch it, record it, color it, 
color correct it, edit it, code it, repurpose it, tweet it, blog it, post it, compress it, upload it, replay it, or make sure it gets to where it's got to go when it's got to get there in the format it's got to be in. You need to attend Carolina School of Broadcasting. The skills you will learn, the experience you will get, and the connections you will make at Carolina School of Broadcasting will open the doors to the career you want in digital content creation and digital content management. Call or come by today. Click csbradiotv.edu. Everyone knows Strutmasters is the suspension experts for luxury vehicles, and now we offer motorcycle products. Introducing Easy Rider, complete motorcycle air suspension brought to you by Strutmasters.com. You can raise and lower your bike with the flip of a switch. Take those long rides with the ultimate comfort of Easy Rider air shocks. They're backed by Strutmasters, and you won't believe the low price. Check out Easy Rider motorcycle air suspension at Strutmasters.com. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speed, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control, and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach. So call BSR today, 304-725-8444. Give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway. That's 304-725-8444. This is a test to find out if you know it all when it comes to children. Name one of the leading killers of U.S. children age 1 to 13. What's the best way to protect children in a car crash? At what age and size should a child start using a booster seat? Don't assume you know it all when it comes to car seats for your child. Go to safercar.gov slash the right seat and know for sure. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Jesse Love and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. who uh, play around in the dirt. Jesse Love bringing us back. Jesse also running um, ARCA West this year for uh, the good, fine folks uh, out West there. He's um, he's kind of in an interesting situation because, of course, uh, Bill McAnally Racing is the king of the West. But when you come East, there's a little more competition. And they kind of met in the middle with Iowa over the weekend. Um and uh, they struggled a little bit. Uh, ended up, I think Jesse finished twelfth. Um, good, uh, good run for the folks in the East. Of course, you know who won. Ty Gibbs again. Um, that young man is just on fire right now with that Joe Gibbs Racing Arca car, and uh, it's going to be hard to stop him. I think honestly, the rest of the year because he's on a real momentum roll right now, um, doing a nice job for sure. So. Um, also hearing rumors, and, I, and I, I can, I'll throw this in just while we're all just talking. We'll get James in on this too. Hearing rumors, and, and, and I hope that's all they are, but, you know, it, you start seeing more and more people posting and talking about it. So we'll, we'll mention it because it's out there um, of Iowa being closed or sold. And I would, I would absolutely 
Like there isn't, there aren't enough black flags in the world for me to throw at NASCAR if they ever let that happen. Because that's one of their best tracks. Yeah, I mean, if they sell it, like if the owners just sell it to somebody else and they keep racing there, I'd be okay with that. That is a, that is a great track. I don't think it needs to leave. I think you no. actually need to add races yes, there. Take you need more of it. Yes, I agree. I, and, and, you know, well, you can talk about a crowd, but you can't, you can't go anywhere near a crowd. Um, you know, using crowd in a racetrack this year is an excuse because obviously we're in a pandemic here or a demplanic, um, whatever you want to call it. But, um, you know, we, we've got a situation, and, and they sold, um, I think they sold out for what they were allowed over the weekend. Um, and that was, you know, that was not for a, uh, you know, a big time. That was an ARCA deal. So um, it it was, um, it certainly was, you know, an IndyCar uh, too. It, it was certainly a, a, a surprise to see those rumors being, but th- they weren't just ordinary, like, you know, people on the internet. They were, there were some motorsports related folks that were, were talking about that they had p- picked up some sort of chatter about that. And I'm hoping that it's not true. Cause that, that would be yeah. really, you know, that track has like five different grooves in it. Um, you know, Rusty Wallace helped design that. I don't think a lot of people probably remember that. Um, but uh, they they need to NASCAR needs to hire Rusty to design him a couple of more because that was that track is one of the the raciest tracks on the circuit. No matter what runs there, it puts on a good show. Yeah, I haven't been there in a while. The last time I went there was probably five or six years ago, and my memories of it were it was an awesome facility. Yeah. Racing was great, and every time I turn a race on, um, racing seems to be great from there. So exactly, I mean, I think they should add more races there and keep going. I would agree. Absolutely. Um, for We've got some drag racing fans in our audience. The 2020 NHRA Holly National Hot Rod Reunion canceled due to uh, local and state restrictions from uh, COVID-19. Where was so that one supposed you, to be uh, at? Um, that was going to be, let's see, um, it was not obviously a race. It was a reunion. It was scheduled for Beach, Beach Bend raceway in bowling green kentucky okay only reason i was asking is i know yeah. we canceled the the banquets here in charlotte yep uh, and i was just wondering so, if it was in indianapolis where most of them are headquartered at well they all seem to have a headquarters yeah. there at least i just saw that on twitter i thought i would pass that along that's unfortunate it's it you know again it's been tough for everybody uh the nhra itself has had obviously they didn't start till a couple of weeks ago and you know they they've they just you've you've got one race in so far. Um, two of them. They just got the second two, one this, one this right, weekend. This past weekend, yep. yeah. Um, I mean, it's just a tough, tough deal because um, the crowds are down everywhere or non-existent because they can't, right? So it's just uh, it's been tough on everybody this year for sure. Um, but it's it it hopefully things will get better um, before twenty twenty one, and all we can do is just keep going. And of course. Uh, you know, we had uh, we haven't had a chance to talk much about this, but um, we had a, a NASCAR race, uh, set of NASCAR races over the weekend at Texas, and I I'll be honest, I was a little I was weary about what kind of a crowd we were going to get. I was weary about what how the racing was going to be. I thought the racing turned out great in all divisions. Um, I mean, again, you had you know the 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 Xfinity race. It, it felt to me like there were some folks who were just too impatient and too aggressive, but that's kind of defined that series this year, hasn't it, James? I mean, it's yeah. really been, um, it's been a very, very wide open, aggressive 
serious with those guys. Yeah, they've all been aggressive. I mean, I think they've all kind of saw that the 98 has been aggressive most yeah. of the year, and they're all starting to see if you're not aggressive from the get-go because there's such short races that you're not going to have much of a shot there yeah. at the end of the race. And uh, with those cars having to be so loose and pretty much out of control, you're just seeing more and more mistakes. And even this year, I'm going to have to go out on a limb and say this could be one of the youngest classes that's in that series because a lot of the bigger names have moved up. So a yeah. lot of young people are there. So you're going to see more mistakes because they're all still learning. Kyle Busch won mm-hmm. until he didn't. Yes, until he didn't. <laughs> won it and failed tech. So uh, he got DQ, which made Austin Cindric a three-time winner. I mean, he's got to figure it out too. Him and the '98, or they got to figure it out both. Well, you know, it's 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 one of those things where you've you've got I think a number of cars that are competitive, but those are the two that are finishing races, and I don't just mean completing all the laps. They're the ones that are not making mistakes. Of course, the, the '98 can make a mistake and still win. They've proven that a few times, you know, this year. But um, you know, there, there's there's eight wins. Yeah. Between the two of those cars. Yeah. Um, and all of a sudden now, where we, we were all saying, well, and this is Briscoe's championship to lose. Cindric's on a roll here. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and so now you've got some competition and you've still got all the other guys. I mean. You still um, got Harrison Burton, well, who's got him a win this year. Burton, Brandon Jones. Um, who's fast everywhere and, again, just can't seem to finish most he of the time. He can't catch a break right now, He's Brandon Jones. terrible luck. Um, you know, Gregson is 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 just making mistakes and just finding himself in a situation. I mean, he's, you know, he's been in, a, in, in some sort of an accident of some sort, I think, 13 out of 17 races this year. Now he's still finished a bunch, and he's obviously won a couple, and he's got himself, he's in the playoffs, but, you know, though, there's an example of somebody who could still win the championship. But, you know, there's and, and you got the calling cars. I mean, you know, the the championship race is seven, eight cars deep. But the two of the, that we we just talked about with Cindric and Briscoe, they're the two that most consistently end up end up at the front of the field. Yeah. Um. You know, you look at uh, some of the guys that aren't running full-time. Anthony Alfredo, again, leading laps. That's a that's a driver you just get the sense is going to win one before this is done. Um, you know, he's consistently up front now everywhere he goes. Um, you know, so there are probably 10 cars in that series easily that can win on any given week. And I think we've got a couple that, that haven't put themselves in the playoffs yet that still could um, you know, you you just have to again. They got to finish it, but it's gonna get when it comes playoff time. It's gonna get real interesting in that series. Yeah. Um, because a lot of these guys that are having some bad luck now, it really doesn't matter. They're already in the playoffs. So when we hit the reset button, they're right back in it again. And oh boy, that's one of the championships I'm really excited to watch because yeah. there's like you just said, that is a deep field. There's going to be a lot of them that couldn't get in, and one of the top two, like you just mentioned there, Cindric or uh, Briscoe, could have a bad race right. and knock themselves out by not getting a win, and then all of a sudden, because the field's so deep, they're not into the Final Four. Yeah. But I want to ask you something real quick there. Um, if you were having bra- bad luck like Brandon Jones is right now, what kind of stuff, as a driver, do you do to try to get rid of that bad luck? I mean, yourself personally, what kind of stuff would you do? 
Uh, I don't really know, really. Uh, I haven't really dealt with bad luck too much, but I would just try to be conservative and stay out of, like, just try not to cause wrecks, obviously. Um, be smart about my choices, passes, and all that, uh, and just be looking ahead the whole time. If it's if it's bad luck as in getting caught up and stuff that's not your fault, always be looking ahead, don't look off your bumper, just stuff like that, being conservative and saving stuff. It's interesting because when you look at, uh, I've always said the trucks were the premier, um, you know, they put on the best shows, but boy, this year, Xfinity's giving them a run for their money, but okay, so Kyle Even the Bush, Cup cars have this year. Oh, for sure. Without, no, yeah. without the practice, the Cup cars have even, the races have stepped up that much more. Yes, and we'll get to the, the Cup, Cup Series in a moment, but uh, Kyle Busch gets DQ'd out of the Xfinity Series and then gets in his truck. Mm-hmm. And what do you think he does? Mm, and this is a tough one. Let me think on it. Does he um, does he go stand in victory lane? Yeah, it's exactly what he did. Kyle Busch wins another truck race. Um, beats his teammate Christian Eckes, Crafton uh, third, Friesen and Brett Moffitt four and five, and then here we go: Tyler Ankrum, Justin Haley six and seven. Two of the guys I think that are still going to figure. Now Tyler has not won yet. Um, Justin, of course, not a regular in the series. Justin going to figure in the Xfinity uh, championship race. Tyler Ankrum, I still think, figures into the truck championship race, but he's got to get him a win. Um, but that uh, that was a good race at the end. Christian just didn't have enough. Um, you know, he, he and Kyle led almost all the laps between the two of them, 72 for Bush and 52 for Christian Eckes. Uh, so, uh, and, and, and we'll get to the cup race here in a little bit. Uh, the upset that it was because uh, seeing Austin Dillon and Tyler Reddick come to the front and stay there uh, over the last, um, you know, 20, 25 laps of the race and settle it amongst themselves was a real treat for me. And, uh, you know, I'm going to address this idea that Austin only wins when he gets lucky because that's not what happened the other day. We'll talk about that a little later, but um, coming up shortly is going to be Jason Smoot. I want to make sure that I uh, give you a chance, uh, obviously Carson to talk about who helps you make everything happen. Um, It's all yours, man. Yeah. I know you got a list. Yeah. Corvette parts.net has been a long time sponsor for us. Uh, They've helped a ton over my racing uh, FK rod and Z max race products doors by now. They came on board for the Hickory race this uh, Saturday. So that was pretty cool. Having a local sponsor. I saw that. Yeah. Um, One race, one victory. Yeah. All the guys that volunteer to help my dad, uh, just everyone, everyone that helps with ideas on the car, Bronson, everybody. Well, it's definitely been uh, fun to have you again uh, this evening, and I'm sure we'll be doing it more because I'm sure you're going to keep winning. Yeah, so hopefully. Uh, we'll, we'll be talking to Carson again soon. We're going to take a break. When we come back, Justin Smoot, Jason Smoot. Why am I doing that tonight? Jason Smoot will join us. Um, it's because Justin Haley, we keep bringing him up, and my brain goes away. Jason Smoot will join us. We'll talk some dirt racing right around the corner. <laughs> When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. 
Here at Lewis Meineke, we're more than just your average car care center. Hey, it's Dave, your neighbor from Lewis Meineke. Whether you need an oil change, brakes, tires, or anything under the hood, we've got you covered. Take advantage of our free check engine light service as well. Yes, free. And don't forget about our free shuttle service. Never stress, we'll take care of the rest. On with life. Give us a call at Lewis Meineke, 302-827-2054. Is your job sucking the life out of you? Wake up. You can do something else. Information technology. I know what you're thinking, but I'm not a math and science person. No problem and no excuses. Because it's not rocket science. It's my computer career. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. You could start your new life as an IT pro in as little as four months. Mycomputercareer.edu. That's mycomputercareer.edu. Do you love the sound of high revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels new to intermediate to get sideways and smoking. With a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively, Summit Point Motorsports Park's Drift Nirvana is just the thing for you. Call for your reservation today, 304-725-8444. Or for more information, go online, summitpoint-raceway.com, or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com. Drift Nirvana, getting you sideways the right way. If you own a gun, you have a full-time responsibility. When you aren't using it, be sure it can't get into the hands of curious children, troubled teenagers, a thief, or anyone else who might misuse it. Your family, friends, and neighbors are all counting on you. Remember, always lock it up. For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ad Council. Hi, this is Tyler Ingram, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Hour number two of Lead Lab, presented by Victory Custom Trailers. Again, if you uh, didn't uh, hear me talk about this in the first hour, go to their website, victorycustomtrailers.com. Um, Chris Hedinger and his staff do a phenomenal job, not only on the construction side, the customization side. Uh, they carry all the top name brands. They can customize it to do anything you need it to do for any application, motorsports or not. Victory Custom Trailers, based in Michigan. Go to their website. Their phone number's there. You can call them, talk to them about what you're looking for, what you need. They will do everything in their power to make it happen. And uh, they are just genuinely great people. They're they're racers themselves, so they know what racers look for. But again, um, construction, a horse trailer, you know, whatever it is, um, you know, ATV, whatever you're wanting to do, just... Um, Make sure you give them a call, and uh, if you want, you can design your own custom trailer right from their website. So VictoryCustomTrailers.com is the place to do that. We appreciate them helping out. 
Um, I was looking at a tweet. This has nothing to do with racing, but I'm going to use it to make a point. Um, Twitter, uh, a tweet in my uh, Inside Groove um, Twitter feed uh, that's from uh, NCHS Tennis. And it says, Missy Carlson is the new women's tennis coach at Mooresville High School. And I mean, I, that's, I understand that they just wanted us to know who is the new coach. I just feel like that needs more information, James. Like, yeah. I, I want to know more about Missy Carlson, right? Yeah, I just said new coach. That's it. Yeah, we need we need more info. If you're going to put a tweet out announcing somebody new in your organization, give us a little more info. Okay, um, back to the phone line, strutmasters.com hotline. Uh, we've got Jason Smoot on the line with us. Uh, Jason works with uh, – Yeah, man. Good to have you here. And uh, Jason works with the, actually, you own, right? Are you the owner of the Blue Ridge Outlaw deal? Yeah, I'm the owner of the Blue okay. Ridge Outlaw. Okay, I thought that was your series, but uh, I knew you were promoting it, obviously. But you've done a lot of stuff on the dirt side of things. Um, you know, I was trying to kind of look at your your past a little bit, and uh, I got lost trying to keep up with everything that you've been doing over the last number of years. But it's 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 awesome. You've you've been involved with a lot of different tracks. Now you got the series. Can you just spend a minute or so, just kind of detailing your your background a little bit and how you uh, got started in all this dirt racing stuff? You still there? Did we lose you? I think we may have lost him for some reason. No, I'm here. Oh. There's just something else in the background. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. Um, tell you what, try giving us a call back, uh, Jason. Let's see if we can get a better line here. Um, so we're going to okay. we're, we're going to disconnect, uh, Jason. We apologize for that live radio. Um, it uh, it happens now and again. <laughs> There's a lot of uh, different things flashing around from. Uh, uh, an electronic standpoint in the studio. So we got him back on. Let's see if we can see if we can do better this time. Uh, Jason, can you hear us better now? Oh yeah, I can hear you good. There we go. Okay. So again, I, what I asked was give us about a minute or two of your, uh, your background, uh, how you got started in the racing business. Well, it goes back to my childhood, I guess, with my grandparents, we was going somewhere racing every weekend. Started out when I was probably one year old going to uh, racetrack up next to Elkin Wilkesboro, which is Cleman Speedway. Yep. Then we got going to Rowan River Speedway. Then they opened, when I was three, they opened up Friendship Speedway. So I've been oh, wow. kind of addicted to it ever since then. I mean, I've never, never been racing all my life. You've inhaled a lot of dirt. Yeah, yeah, a lot of dirt, a lot of dirt. But you've become now you've you've obviously run facilities, but you've I think you've become pretty well known over the last number of years for your ability to prep a racetrack, a dirt track. Um, talk a little bit about that because to me. Um, I mean, I've been around it a long time, and I see people who are really, really good at it, and then others obviously not so much. But it feels like to me, um, I don't know if I want to call it an art form, but it's kind of its own special skill. It's not something just anybody can get on equipment and understand how to do. Um, what do you think are the, the keys to successful track prep? And talk a little bit about 
all of that? Well, I've never thought about doing track for it, never even considered it. And one of my friends that took, well, actually, he had, we decided to put the dirt back on friendship. Okay. Then uh, a couple of years later, another one of my friends took the track over, and he said, hey, we've got to have somebody to fix the track. And I'm like, hmm, I'll try it, but I don't know what it's going to be like. And I'll be honest with you, it was a cornfield. <laughs> it was the worst racetrack I'd ever been to. <laughs> and uh, I called up a couple of friends, Winky McGee, McGee's Graden, and Perry Brown at With Raceway. And Winky, Perry told me what to do. He's got real good videos online to show you how to do it. Winky come to the track, stayed with me all week, him and his daddy, Kenneth. Yep. And uh, showed me showed me how to do it. And it's just been, it's, it's really been easy ever since they showed me what needed to be done. But it does take time. And it, I mean, it's a little bit of stuff that people say, oh, that won't work. But it works. <laughs> well, I mean, I think... I think people have different sort of styles, right? I mean, yeah. you know, different, th- different parts of that skill that they're really good at. Like some people are good at making a track one way. Some are good at making it another. They kind of develop their own. Maybe it's part of it's just the way they like it, um, you know, personal taste or whatever. But you seem to be able to go to almost any track and, and figure out how to make it a raceable track and that's not always easy because different dirt, different, you know, banking, different situation. It's not one size fits all, is it? No, I mean, friendship was the first one I did. Then me and one of my friends took over Antioch Speedway, which was like when I was a kid, that was like my, one of my home track. And Antioch's got a lot of sand in it and it had been sitting for years at idle. And I was like, I'm, I ain't never fixed nothing with this much sand in it. I don't know if it'll work. And, but the track was always kind of dusty, kind of holy before we got it. I really t- I've done the same thing I did in, at Friendship, and we had a really good racetrack. And my biggest thing was if I can keep the track from drying out, the fans will be happy, the drivers will be happy because they ain't got to buy tires every week. So then I started working with something to put in the water, and I come up with a real good ingredient for that. And I cut my water in back in half, and the racetrack got tackier, which got faster, which made more grooves. And that was one thing about Antioch and Friendship. I turned them into three- and four-groove racing. And uh, it's just now I'm at East Lincoln doing the track prep, and I'm back at Friendship. Last week I went and fixed it. Oh, wow. I've had three more tracks call, <laughs> wanting me to come and see what I can do with their track. And I'm like, I'm running out of days in a week here. You know, it's going to Monday night right now. I would be on the grader at East Lincoln fixing it. We had some weather come in. I had some more stuff, so I'll hit it tomorrow night, knock it out, and I'll hit the elk on Wednesday night, Thursday night, Friday night, and all day Saturday. Wow. That's, uh, yeah, I mean, it's hard to, kind of like, you know, three more tracks calling. You're going, well, we haven't figured out how to clone me yet. So, um, I mean, there's always so and much work, time in a week, right? I work about 10 hours a day, too. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Work, uh, you do have a I full-time got, job. Got, yeah, I have a full-time job. I have three kids, three stepkids, and a fiance. So I'm pretty busy. Do you and care? a series. Do you have an RV behind a truck that you tow to the racetracks <laughs> to sleep in before you go to work the next morning? I need to. I need to. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, okay. I really do. So how did you – What? what was the genesis of – the Blue Ridge Outlaw 
series because um, I love the series and I, I think it's a great concept. I like the rules package. What made you decide to put this series together? Well, I started kicking the idea around when I was at Rolling Thunder, which is now Ararat yep. Speedway in Virginia. And I was at Friendship at the same time. We threw a couple races out there. I tried it. I was like, boys, that's going to take me a while here. We got up to six or seven different engine packages. I got to sit back and, you know, rewrite a book here. It's going to yeah. be pretty much writing a book. We got to, I'm going to make it work, but I got to do some studying. So I kind of run a few races, got them closer. Then I took over. Antioch and Morganton, and I said, we're going to make it work now. I got a racetrack, a big racetrack. If I can get the motors tight here, I can make it work anywhere. So we got that figured out, and we got with American Racer, where we'd have all would have, we knowed what compounds we'd have. We wouldn't have something stamped different yeah. here and there. So uh, we got that nailed down, and, uh, and the biggest thing was I had a racetrack. I wanted to bring in late models, but we couldn't afford 3,000 win shows. We couldn't afford 5,000 win shows at the time. And I wanted to bring some of these drivers back that gave up, that had cars sitting, that couldn't compete against the money. The is what money. A lot yeah. of the money. Yep. Yeah, I wanted to bring these guys back. And it, I did. I mean, we brought them back. We've had cars, new cars win. We've had old cars win. We've had every motor that you can think of win. This is our sixth season. And, uh, it's been really good. I mean, we've we averaged last year we run thirty six races. This year we was going to run twenty four, two on asphalt, which would have been twenty six. COVID got us, but we're in that we're still going to be able to get most of them races in. They've got rescheduled and everything. The tracks really want us there, the fans, and we want to raise a lot of money for St. Jude. That's our biggest thing. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I love that. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna step aside here. I'm gonna. We're going to break a little early, Red, because uh, I want to get back and, and talk more uh, with Jason um, about what he's doing, because I love this series and I love the concept and want to talk about a couple of the drivers and the scheduling and all that. So don't go anywhere, Jason. We're going to put you back on hold for a moment and uh, we'll step aside. And when we come back more with Jason Smoot, we're talking dirt track, late model racing on lead lap right now. We'll be back right after this. You own a performance car, and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control, and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Motorsports Sales Professionals. Performance Motorsports is looking to build a team of experienced media sales professionals to represent our programming to the industry's top companies, magazines, and racing series. If you have motorsports sales or marketing experience, know how to work with agencies, understand social media, and are incredibly creative when it comes to working with clients and promotions, then we want to hear from you. Top performers are richly rewarded. 
Your imagination is the only limit here. Call 717-749-0444. That's 717-749-0444. Or email us at scorpionradiogroup at gmail.com. You want to ask for Sue. Is your job sucking the life out of you? Wake up. You can do something else. Information technology. I know what you're thinking, but I'm not a math and science person. No problem and no excuses. Because it's not rocket science, it's My Computer Career. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. You can start your new life as an IT pro in as little as four months. Mycomputercareer.edu, that's mycomputercareer.edu. The Performance Motorsports Network is a compilation of shows about motorsports. From technical to controversial to just fun, everything you like about racing and gearhead stuff is right here on one internet channel. The Performance Motorsports Network. Tell your friends about it. Hi, I'm Reed Sorensen. Racing has been a part of me and my family for as long as I can remember. I had to make tough choices early on to get to the top. It took hard work and dedication. But it's those tough choices that help me prepare for challenges I would face as a cup driver. Make the right choices today and be ready for the challenges tomorrow. This message is brought to you by the U.S. Air Force. Hi, I'm Casey Kane, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Lead Lap continues on Performance Motorsports Network, Race Chaser Radio. And, of course, we broadcast all of our stuff. Uh, live shows from the WSIC studio in Statesville, North Carolina. Uh, and looking forward to tomorrow morning. Uh, Randy Miller will join me in this very studio. Uh, only I will be over in the Seelman seat. Um, and uh, we'll have the inside pass at 1135 a.m. tomorrow morning. Uh, that show you can listen to on any of WSIC's radio affiliates in the area here, 100.7, 105.9 FM, 1400 AM, um, or WSICFM.com. In addition to um, RaceChaserOnline.com, we play it on our player as well. Um, and uh, we do a Facebook Live also on uh, WSIC News uh, and then Race Chaser media as well so uh we continue with uh, our show here league lap presented by victory custom trailers we go back to the phone line strut masters hotline has been busy this evening and uh bring back jason smoot um jason we were talking about we started talking about blue ridge outlaw uh late models and um i want to uh, talk about a couple of things first of all um for those who don't aren't familiar with what differentiates you from the other three or four or five um, late model series that we have in the, the Carolinas region. Um, This feels to me, and it has since I started to know about it, which was uh, about a year ago, we had Brandon O'Neill on our, our show. um, And I started to follow the series more closely uh, this feels like sort of the working man's late model series. Does that kind of accurate and talk about, uh, talk about the differences, in the rules package that allows some of these older cars come in to be competitive. Well, 
first of all, yeah, Brandon, he's a great guy. I was glad yes. to let him. I know he took the he got the championship last year. I couldn't ask for he somebody did. better yep. to be representing us this year. And uh I know Brandon come back and run with us last race at Harris. He's had some back problems and uh he run good. Uh the way you, I'm real good friends with Ray Cook and uh Ray come up oh. with the droop rule for safety. And I was like, Ray, I want to put the droop rule. He put it in exactly when he did. I said, but I'm not going to put it in only for safety. I think I can take the droop rule and make the older chassis more competitive to the newer chassis. Now, I want you, if you would, explain that, because I saw, I'm not going to mention the gentleman's name, obviously, but you you DQ'd somebody at Harris for uh, the droop rule. Now, I mean, I droop whenever I get out of bed every morning. So I'm curious <laughs> what this, this, you know, I'm drooping for about two hours every morning. What, what, what is the droop rule? <laughs> okay. What's the droop rule is it limits how much the car can travel on the left rear. Ah, as in how okay. far the, the wheel drops down. You'll have on Ray's deal. You have to run a chain. You can't run nothing else. I did not put in there. They had to run a chain. It's their option what they want to run to hold that axle and get the droop. If they want to take a chance on running something that's got a rubber bump stop or something, that's them. They just got to be right after the race. Okay. And what it is, we sit the tire, the air pressure at six pounds on the left rear. We jack the car up behind the left rear axle tube to the tire comes off the ground where we can turn it. Then you pull a measurement from the ground to the hinge of the spooler. Is 49 inches with an inch tolerance, a 50 inches max. Okay. Because some of the newer cars, if they don't run a chain on it or adjust on it, they can get up to 56, 57. I think oh, Ray wow, really? Seen, Ray has seen some, when he started, that would go to 58. And wow. 50, 49 and 50 is a good number because everybody can get to it. And it brings the new cars back down a little bit. And I just use it to even up the field. If you have a crate engine, you don't have a droop rule. And for safety, yes. So you, you allow do you you allow different motor packages in in your series, right? I mean you uh, you can run you know a, a, a the six hundred two, six hundred four, you know whatever you you mix motors in your series, and you just control everybody through what weight and and uh, RPM, or how do you how do you do that? We allow any any engine pack. Okay. Oh, I think we might have lost him again. We're having some technical difficulties here for whatever reason. Uh, I don't know if I think we 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 lost him. Um, Jason, if you can still hear us, we're gonna hang. We're gonna disconnect you and just call us back again. I apologize. I'm not sure what's going on, uh, but uh, there is definitely a bug in the phone line here tonight. Okay, I think we got. Did we get you back, Jason? No, we're waiting for him no, to call back. Okay, waiting for him to call um, back. Okay, I'm not sure what's Again, going on. Again, we apologize. Yeah. It's live no, radio, and it happens. It was just on there, and all of a sudden, we've had some weird glitches with the phone tonight. Yeah, I don't it's know. Uh, there's a gremlin here somewhere. Um, so, not sure exactly what it is, but uh, I think we got Jason back again. We apologize, but I'm not sure there's a gremlin somewhere uh, that's uh, that's bothering us here. Kind of one of those. Uh, uh, technical difficulty things, you know, from race cars and equipment, how that can happen. So we apologize, but happy to have you back. And we were, t- you were going to, to talk a little bit about, uh, mixing motors and different rules and how do you keep everybody even? The commercials are still coming through on my end. Okay. Um, not sure. Uh, 
If you'll try calling us back, uh, let, let me give you, I'm going to give you another number to call us back at, Jason, 704-872-7713, Try that one. And we'll uh, we'll bring Jason back uh, as soon as he gives us a call. I'm really not sure we what we're what's going on here, but yeah, uh, I'm not sure either. It's uh, it's very wild. Again, we we do apologize. Once in a while, you just get a glitch. We've got uh, multiple radio signals going through here at the same time. Sometimes uh, something just happens, I guess, and they get crossed. So we'll. Uh, but we're we're talking about the Blue Ridge Outlaws Late Model Series that runs. Uh, uh, throughout the greater Carolinas region, they had a race at Harris Speedway on the 3rd of July, a couple weeks uh, back, 4th of July weekend. Robbie Bailey getting the win over uh, Cody Tankerary and Brandon O'Neill, first race back after some back problems, as uh, Jason alluded to, finished third. Um, and cool story with Brandon. We had him on the program last year, and I found out uh, just before he was coming on, we um, we had him uh on on the the program just before that uh Jerry O'Neill his dad uh was the gentleman that uh I actually um got had the chance to watch race for years at uh at Oswego I think we got uh, Jason back now we'll try one more time here buddy can you hear us better now No nope, we can I can hear the commercials so we've got some sort of a There's glitch some there. kind of interference somewhere um, I I am giving you another number, uh, Jason, to call us back at here. So we're going to disconnect you and, and uh, check your Facebook messenger uh, for an alternative number that's uh, a, an exclusive studio line. Uh, so hopefully we'll have him back here quickly. I, I don't know what's going on, but uh, we definitely got something. I'm going to finish my story uh, while we try to get Jason back here. So Brandon was getting ready to come on the show and come to find out it's Jerry O'Neill's son. I watched his dad race at uh, the Oswego Speedway Race Super Modifieds, um, and Jerry was a phenomenal racer. He went on to um, to run IndyCar, uh, or not IndyCar, but NASCAR, uh, and and he was a drag racer. And come to find out, small world again, Brandon O'Neill, um, the son of Jerry, and it was good to have Brandon on the show, definitely, uh, and we'll have to get him back now that he's uh, back racing again, and Let's let's all have a second of silent prayer here that we've got uh, Jason Smoot back. Can you hear us now? All right. I think uh, we'll try this line here and see if we can uh, make this work. Okay, one more time, please. And again, we do apologize, buddy. I, uh, I'm not sure what's happening here. But now that we've kind of gotten the technical difficulty straightened out, talk to us about how you kind of keep ever, all the different motor configurations even in your series and, and the things that you do to allow some of the older cars to be able to compete. Yep. Stuff, but oh, okay. They can run a side four on the left side for the smaller engine. Anything that's not a super late model engine, right. and they can run a spoiler, a wing on the left front nose, which helps turn the car, so you don't have to let off as much going in the corner. So we got them evened up with all of that, and the tires and the weight, and that's pretty much it. And it's worked out pretty good. We've had four different winners this year, four different races, four different engines. Was oh wow. That's really interesting. So a different motor package has won every time out so far this year. 
Yep. Ever a different engine, different chassis. Everything's been different for every winter. That's fascinating. Wow. That you know you're even when, right? That's uh that's yeah. fantastic. And you've you've had um you've you always had a pretty ambitious schedule. I mean, obviously this year like everybody else in the sport, right? You had a, a bunch of your early shows postponed, um, you know, looking at your schedule here, but you've still got a number of uh, different tracks that you're running at in a variety of tracks too. talk about uh, what's upcoming for you the rest of the season from a scheduling perspective, as best you can tell us at this point with the changing world of COVID. Well, we've run four races and right now it looks like we're going to get at least 16 more in. They've got some of them got rescheduled, so we're going to still be around 20 races, maybe a little bit more. They might not be points races, might be towards after the point season always ends on Thanksgiving weekend. Thanksgiving okay. Thunder's always been our last race, but there's a few tracks that's going to try to run through the winter a little bit, and if they do, we'll go. It won't be a points race, but it'll be still under the Blue Ridge thanks. But uh, right now, I mean, we're getting ready to hit the road for about it's, it's about 12 weeks straight right now. We're not we're going to be racing every weekend. Wow. It may be a Friday night race towed in there and another track where they're going to hit on the way to Whistful or back to Friendship if we come back to Friendship for a second time, which we're working on. But this weekend, we're rolling to Friendship. Next weekend, we'll travel down to Lakeview, South Carolina, to Scott Tripp's crowd. And I mean, I love going to Lakeview. They got that, that place has got the fans. You can hear them over the race cars. Oh, wow. That's great. The the that's awesome. Then we'll, uh, then we'll go to where we, uh, the first track it ever gave me a chance, uh, which is Lancaster. We'll go there on the 8th for the Philip Knight Memorial Race. And then we'll roll into With Raceway back at Fred Brown's. And then we go to, man, I can't even, I know we've got an asphalt race coming up the 29th. Yeah, Sumter, it says on the 22nd, uh, Sumter Speedway yeah. in South Carolina, yeah. right? Yep. Okay. We go back to Sumter the 22nd. Then we roll into Dillon for... Hopefully all this will be over where they can allow fans in the stands and we'll get to run our asphalt race that we've been looking forward to. Yeah, what, what, how did that come about? Cause, uh, I mean, I've, I've seen, you know, different, uh, over the years, different ser- dirt series run on the asphalt. Um, how did that come about for you to go to Dillon and run on the, the pavement? And t- tell us, I mean, is this same rules, same everything? except on pavement or are you allowing any type of modification or different tire or what have you? I've got the commercial back. Nope. Wow. I don't know what's going on. Something obviously is crossing over. Um, uh, we're going to put you back on hold, Jason, if you can hear us and we're going to take a break ourselves. Then we'll try again when we come back. Uh, Jason Smoot, uh, with us from the Blue Ridge Outlaws series, and we'll be back with uh, more right after this. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, 
BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speed, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control, and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach so call bsr today 304-725-8444 give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway that's 304-725-8444 you hear that that's the sound of america's only sports car that's right it's a corvette but not just any corvette it's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves a majority of NASCAR, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club-level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. Featuring world-renowned brands like Schubert Helmets, Schroep Belts, Adidas Suits and Shoes, Lero Fireproof Underwear, Lifeline Fire Systems, and even Racecom Radio Kits, HMS has the right product for your type of racing and your budget. Their representatives are experts on making your track driving as safe as possible. With locations in Mooresville, North Carolina, and Danvers, Massachusetts, the staff at HMS is always ready to take the time and help you find the right product for your specific safety needs. You have family and friends who care about you, so don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Just stop in to HMS Motorsport, visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com, or send them a message on Facebook. Tell them the folks from Race Chaser Media sent you. Hi, this is John Androsik of Five for Fighting, here for RAD, the entertainment industry's voice for road safety. You know, style is a personal thing, and your lifestyle is your business. But if you take it on the road, it becomes everybody's business. So please, plan ahead, designate before you celebrate. Friends, don't let friends drive drunk. A public service announcement brought to you by RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. Hi, this is Spencer Boyd, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Okay, welcome back to Lead Lap. Uh, do we still have Jason on the line or did he? Okay, we're going to try this one more time here uh, and see uh, if we can make this. Oh, no, I think he's gone. Um, so we'll uh, we'll get Jason back on in the next couple of weeks and talk to him some more. I, I'm, I apologize to the those of you listening and, and uh, also to uh, Jason as well. I'm not sure. Something is definitely off here. Like yeah, we got a bug in the system. Yeah, somewhere, there's a bug somewhere that's, that's crept in, and it's part of electronics. You just have that. It's just part of it, man. And you got to ride through it. And uh, uh, we did get some great information out of Jason, though, and more than enough to tell us that uh, if you're a fan of dirt track late model racing and you get a chance to uh, go check out the Blue Ridge Outlaws series, please do. Um, Heinz Performance, one of the title sponsors. Um, and uh, it's it's a great series. Uh, he mentioned the upcoming shows here. If you're listening to us and you're in North Carolina, 
Um, you've got a show coming up this coming weekend. Friendship Speedway in Elkin having a show on, I think it's Friday night, the 25th. I want to say maybe it's a Saturday. I'm, I, I'm lost on the date here. But um, Friendship Speedway on the 25th, Lakeview Speedway uh, on August the 1st. Um, that's in South Carolina, Lancaster Motor Speedway in South Carolina on the 8th with Raceway. I've been there too. That is a, a I'm sure they put on a real show up in Virginia at, uh, at with, um, and then, uh, Sumter Speedway in South Carolina on the 22nd. And then he was just starting to talk about, uh, and I'll, and I'll get, uh, if I have to do a recorded interview with him, we'll do it. We'll play it next Monday. Um, but uh, the non-points race that's at uh, Dillon Motor Speedway in South Carolina, scheduled for the 29th on the asphalt, um, I I really would be excited to go check that one out. Um, and then September 5th, East Lincoln Speedway um, in uh, here in North Carolina, not uh, far from where we are sitting in Statesville, North Carolina. It's in the... Um, uh, East Lincoln Speedway is not very far from here at all. Uh, Lakeview Speedway, September 12th, with Raceway back in Virginia on the 19th. Then back to Harris, which is in uh, North Carolina as well, on the 27th. Um, Sumter Speedway on October 3rd. Then you've got, uh, I think, a couple of pretty big shows coming up at the end of the year. Halloween night at Harris Speedway, November 14th at Lakeview Speedway, and I've got to believe this is Thanksgiving weekend, otherwise it makes no sense, Um, November 27th and 28th. um, I'm hoping you're racing on a holiday weekend um, in November, taking a chance. Um, Horsepower Motorsports Park uh, is their their, uh, big conclusion for the season. So uh, we promise that we'll get Jason back and make this right to, again, uh, technical... Technical gremlins yeah. creeping in tonight for some reason. I just wanted to come visit tonight, I guess. Yeah, it happens. So, uh, again, we apologize, uh, Jason, and, and apologize to all of you who tuned in to hear him. Um, we'll make sure that we get him back on. I'd love to have him in studio, but he lives away from here, so we'll we'll figure out one way uh, one way or the other. Um, did did Tim come in and push a button on us here? Yeah, he pushed something. I don't know what he touched. Uh, okay. So I'm not really sure um, there. You know what? Just because we're already this far invested. Um, I'm going back. So what we're, happens? We're going we're gonna to ask Jason to give us a call back. We still got about 20 minutes, and I want to uh, I, I want to try to get him on uh, and and do this right if we can. <laughs> you know, again, yeah, sometimes would, you just. I don't know uh, what he pushed. Well, uh, okay, I think we got him him back on the line here. We'll try this one more time. Um, Okay, Jason, can you hear us? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, good. (laughs) Well, while you can hear us, I ran through your schedule for most of the rest of the season, Uh, but I want you to talk about Dillon Motor Speedway. Is this, we're going to take our cars, our tires, everything else, and we're going and race on pavement, or are you, what modifications might you be allowing for that one on the 29th? Well, the track's going well. Well, we'll have to change wheels and tires. So, uh, Ron uh, at uh, Dillon, he Ron is Marfield. furnishing all our. He is furnishing all the wheels and tires for wow. our drivers. They just they just got to bring the car, and the track is providing us the wheels and tires. And he's going to let us practice tonight before. So the guys, some of them, some of them have raced on asphalt. Some of them never have. Yep. So. This is going to be a little learning experience, and I mean, we've had we could have done six races on asphalt easy. I had tracks come from everywhere, and I said we're going to try two this year. If it works, we'll make a few more next year, but we're going to do two. Which one got canceled because of COVID? I was going to say, be, yeah. 
Yeah. Um, so uh, you're, you're working on uh, working with Dylan uh, for the 29th, which is a, obviously a big racing weekend. Um, and I want to know what, where is Horsepower Motorsports Park? Is that I'm not familiar with that? At least that track name. Maybe a track changed the name. Where is that? That was my old track. That was Antioch. Oh, okay. So there, that explains that. Mm-hmm. So they uh, they called me actually last week. And uh, they're doing, they're monster truck people. They they both run monster trucks and monster jam and stuff like that. So they've turned it into a motorsports park, which they ain't destroyed the racetrack. A lot of people think oh, they have. They have. They're keeping the racetrack. They're doing everything in the infield. Okay. And uh, I'm actually going to go over there probably in a couple of weeks. We'll go back to the track prep thing. I'll be another one i got to get ready. <laughs> so we'll be getting that one ready. And that one takes a little bit longer because it is very big. When it comes to prepping, I can imagine. Yeah, um, you've got a well. It's and that's a that's a multi-use facility too, right? And they have tractor pulling or something else there besides just the circle track. Yeah, they got the off-road park. They've got the park in the infield. They're actually going to bring in some tractor pulling. They got a lot of stuff, different stuff they're going to do. Yeah, they're not only going to do the racetrack. I mean, Thanksgiving Thunder will be there. People think they ain't going to have no race. They did have to cancel the race. We had two races scheduled there. They had to cancel one. Everybody's like, well, you know, they weren't going to run. I said, no, they didn't have fans. So they didn't want to take a chance on it. Ah, And, you know, without the fans, they didn't want to open the place up for the race. Makes sense. And, I mean, they're they're good people. And like I told them, I said, hey, if y'all got other stuff, I mean, that weekend's supposed to be a big weekend for them. They got other stuff going on. I said, I will worry about the race. We're going to bring that. We're going to bring back Thanksgiving Thunder. And y'all focus on other stuff, and I'll help you, and I'll do whatever I can to make the racetrack work. That was one of our biggest events we ever had over there every wow. year. That's where it'll be at. And we actually moved Halloween Havoc to Harris this year. I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. That should be fun. So, A lot of fun. Yeah. Um, looking at your points, um, Cody, uh, is it Tank Tanquery? Is that how you say that name? Yeah. Tanquery yep. is uh, your points leader by just five over your most recent race winner, Robbie Bailey. Uh, and the Mark Dysert right now in uh, third, Chuck Smith in fourth, um, all of them within 11 points. And then you got a, uh, you got Scott Shirey in fifth. Um, he's about, uh, well, he's about 20 points or so um, out of the, uh, out of first, but um, looks like a, you've had 39 cars so far that have competed this year. Pretty, uh, pretty good group of cars what's your you know what is the average now because uh, it seems like a lot of series you know you get 17 to 20 you're doing pretty good yeah our first race this year was at rolling well, i keep saying rolling thunder but it was there at and i don't know why for the last five years when we go to a racetrack the first time our car can't float i don't know why first time we ever went to something we had 10 cars okay the next race i had 29 wow and uh we had 10 at air at which was a good race then after that, it was 17 the next race, 18 the next race. The last race was not. Okay. So, and I'm thinking this weekend at Friendship, we're going to be somewhere between 19 and 24 is where we're going to be at when we roll in there. That's a pretty big show. And and they've got about 10 divisions running uh, that show. If I, if, if I remember correctly what their breakdown was, uh, that's going to be a busy night for everybody. Uh, I talked to them today. They're going to be, end up being seven divisions. Oh, seven. Okay. 
seven total, counting us and the Carolina Sprint. We've been trying to make this happen for years, me and the Sprint. So this is going to be the first time we've ever raced together. So okay. that's really going to be something different. And mm-hmm. and that's uh, that's the twenty fifth. So that's is that Friday night? Saturday. Saturday night. Okay. Yeah, twenty fifth is on Saturday. Okay. So that's yep. that's a pretty that's a pretty full show, even with seven divisions. But you and the Carolina Sprint should be well worth the price of admission. Yeah, and they're not going up on the admission price of getting the stands. They're leaving at twelve dollars, so that should help. Oh, for sure. And, uh, yeah. Then I'm also the promoter at East Lincoln, so we've got a big show Saturday. So, and we've got a lot going on. I, I got a lot going on. <laughs> well, it seems yeah. like from all we've talked about so far this evening, it seems like um, having a lot going on is kind of the way you roll. Like you almost, um, you, you I, it's almost as if you just don't want to take time just to sit and chill with a lemonade on the back porch. You got to be doing something, right? Uh, yeah, well, it is, <laughs> I would. I've thought about this saying, okay, I'm done. I actually talked about it a couple weeks ago. I'm done. I'm going to go. And my fiance's like, no, you're not. You're not going to do it. But <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to let you because this is your life. That, well, I'll tell you what. That's a good thing you said fiance because I was going to say you ought to just go ahead and marry that one. Um, she's a keeper if she's telling you that. Uh, and I know exactly because it's, it's – I mean, I do five shows a week and try to go you know, to at least – uh, one track a weekend, if not two. This this weekend, I did did a double for the first time this year, but it's really only because the way the COVID uh, deal affected all the scheduling of everywhere I wanted to go. This is the first uh, time that I w- was able to to actually go to two races um, and make it work. And but it's it just is it's such an addicting lifestyle, isn't it? Oh, it's it's crazy. I mean, I honestly thought this year I wouldn't. I was just going. I was just going to be the Blue Ridge. I was going to step back from the track prep part, the promoting part, and I was going to do just Blue Ridge. Blue Ridge is my priority. That's my number one. But uh, then I, Tony called me from East Lincoln. He's like, Jason. He said, "You've got so much experience. I need your help." And I'm like, Tony, I don't know if I want to do this. <laughs> and uh, I've actually, I still got a place in Elkin, and I've moved to Morganton, so I'm closer to East Lincoln now. So it worked out. I mean. She's like, you need to go do a Help him out. He ain't ever done it. And, I mean, Dwayne, I have to say, Dwayne Smith, he's been doing the track prep down there at East Lincoln. And I come in there, and I don't want to step on his toes or nothing. And, actually, me and him made one heck of a crew. I would take Dwayne with me anywhere. I mean, he is sit back and listen to what I got to do. We pick each other's brains. And I think it's actually better with both of us knowing a little something. And we're learning, learning more every week. So it makes it easier on me with Dwayne. I go down and help him do the grapes. He takes care of the water. Absolutely. So we've done, it's made it easier. We've had a real good racetrack there. And uh, I'll I'll go down there tomorrow night, and I'll go to Friendship Wednesday night and start prepping it. Whew. Wow. Uh, we're we're going to try one more time to put you on hold and bring you back out and see if we can finish the show with you. So, again, just uh, sit tight. We're gonna, we need to take uh, one more break here, and then we'll, uh, we'll bring you back on the other side. Uh, we'll continue with more with Jason Smoot when Legal App continues right after this. How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. 
Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico in Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves the majority of NASCAR, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club-level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. The representatives are experts on making your track driving as safe as possible. You have family and friends who care about you, so don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Stop into HMS Motorsport, visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com, or send them a Facebook message and tell them the folks from Race Chaser Media sent you. How to deal with someone who says that's so gay. Outsmart them. This party is, like, so gay. Totally. Excuse me, but did you ladies know the word gay used to mean happy or excited? Then it became a word used to describe gay people. Then somehow it came to mean dumb or stupid, which is how you just used it, which is not very nice. Ew, that guy is on the football team and super smart, and he totally hates us now. Totally. When you say that's so gay, do you realize what you say? Knock it off. Learn more at thinkbeforeyouspeak.com. Hi, this is Chandler Smith, and you're listening to the Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back. We've got about, oh, 10 minutes or so left of the show. We want to spend them with Jason Smoot because uh, we've had so many technical issues tonight. Again, we do apologize for that, but uh, it happens every now and again. And Jason, thank you for your patience. We're going to bring uh, Jason back uh, from the land of hold here. Uh <laughs> And we'll try, and it looks like, uh, how are we doing, Jason? Can you still hear us? Jason, are you there? Okay, so. Got the commercials back, Tom. Oh, okay. Jason, uh, we're going to just say goodnight, and uh, we're going to get you back on as quickly as we can here once we get these things fixed. Uh, We do appreciate you being on, uh, and we do apologize for all the difficulties we have, but we're going to continue to promote your series, and we'll get you back on very quickly. That's uh, uh, Jason Smoot, and again, we apologize. Uh, It seems like something where when we bring him back from hold, uh, there seems to be some sort of an issue there. So we'll get the... uh, 
the technical boffins on that, and um, we'll uh, have that fixed hopefully for Thursday because we've got a um, a full show on Thursday night uh, for Motorsports Madness. But uh, I, first of all, um, again, just to finish up, the Blue Ridge Outlaw Late Models, again, big show this coming Saturday at Friendship Speedway in Elkin, North Carolina. If you, um, if you have not ever been to Friendship, it is a fantastic racetrack. Um, and the combination of the Blue Ridge Outlaw Late Models and the Carolina Sprint Tour should be phenomenal. Uh, and, and really looking forward to uh, to that show and. Uh, I, I'm going to do my best to get out there and uh, see that one. So hopefully Mother Nature cooperates. We can have a good field of cars and, and a good show. Um, should be a whole lot of fun. Again, if you want to look uh, the Blue Ridge Outlaw Late Model Series up on the web, please do. And here's the website. It's BlueRidgeOLM.com. BlueRidgeOLM.com is their website. Uh, their their web domain name blueridgeolm.com they're also on facebook um if you want to go find them on facebook you can uh, keep track of them through that as well should be uh should be a great re- night of racing this coming weekend and uh they've they've got a huge run of races as he said about 12 straight races um without a weekend off so that should be a lot of fun okay um so we've got about um Seven, eight minutes left here, which gives us some time to go back and catch up uh, on some more NASCAR uh, stuff before we leave the air, of course. So we did talk a little bit about each race in the first hour when we had uh, Carson Quapel in. Um, We mentioned all the winners and kind of talked a little bit about each race. The one thing that we haven't really highlighted yet, well, a couple things really. One is that... NASCAR is now on NBC for the rest of the year. Uh, Fox is all done for the season. Uh, Everything else is on NBC and their family of stations. It was was good to have the NBC crew back. Um, I think NBC does a great job. And I I know I, I see on social media, you know, people complain about Jeff Burton and they complain about Steve Letart. Some of them complain about Junior. Um, because they're, they're just, they tend to all kind of get passionate and sometimes they talk over each other and, you know, and that sort of thing. Um, I mean, I like all of those guys. I think they each bring a slightly different bit of insight to what's going on in terms of, you know, Jeff being sort of the older of the two ex drivers junior, um, obviously fits that as well. And then Steve Letart as as sort of the crew chief, uh, the Larry McReynolds of that staff, I think is insightful as well. But it is a bit of a different presentation. And I don't know about you, um, but if I had to, and I don't even want to call this criticism, it's different. And, and it's probably personal taste. But I'm curious what your take is. The ticker that Fox used that goes down the left side and 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 you know you have your top twenty or whatever, and they rotate on the bottom of that. They rotate back through the field, but they always keep the top ten to twenty up constantly. I like it much better on the side than the way NBC does it 
on, on across the top of the screen. It's much easier to read and keep track of. Do you agree or disagree? I like it being to the left side for sure. And, and the big thing I also liked on there was the time on pit road. That was something that was a big key that could help someone pay attention to how much uh, being on pit road really does impact a race. Instead of just hearing, oh, they took two tires, or, oh, they took four, you could actually see, okay, he was on pit road for six seconds compared to this guy being on there for um, oh, the pit 14 road seconds. Yep. Yeah, and, and we saw yeah. that on the racetrack yeah. as well when um, late in the race somebody took two and they got out in front of, was it, it might have been the four car took two and got out remember. in front of the 12 car, yeah. and you saw that he was a whole straightaway different. Yeah. So you can actually see the time and the difference on the track. That's something to me as a racer I like seeing because to me I'm like, okay, well that shows how much of a difference that really is. I agree. I, I just there's some subtle things that I think NBC could add that Fox does that I just think. Uh, but the ticker is a big thing for me because I do try to keep track of not just the top eight or ten, but I want to know what's going on in the middle of the back of the field. That's where a lot of the drivers. Are run that around some of these shows because we do try to bring the little you know that i don't want to say the little guys but the you know the 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 guys who who have to work hard to to keep up with the front we 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 like the underdogs here and and uh so i want to know what's going on back there and it just seems so much easier with it on the left side than it is across the top and and the font obviously is a little bigger but again i'm being picky here it might be and just personal taste. I like the thing that Fox did putting the boxes yes. around the battle. Yes. I like that. Yeah, so, that I mean, too. it's not, it's nothing, yep. you know, they both got goods, they yep. both got bads. You yep. know, Fox has got the box, so you know yep. where the battle's at. Uh, and then I like the pit road thing, like you're I saying. So, I mean, yeah. they both got good and bad. Yep. They're both great. Um, oh, this just in on Twitter NASCAR has added a new date to its. Makeshift 2020 wheel and modified tour schedule. Thank God. We're going to Manadnock on Saturday, August 29th. I say we because I love the modified tour. Um, that's big because um, we've had, we they started the tour at Jennerstown and then they went to White Mountain. They've, they're going back to White Mountain on the 1st of August. And then we were expecting Jennerstown again. Um, and I'm going to double check here because, um, and we'll update everybody. Uh, Kyle and I, Kyle, Susan and I will update all of you on the mainly modified show tomorrow night. Uh, but yes. Okay. So the next three races on the NASCAR wheel and modified tour now, August 1st, Saturday at White Mountain Motorsports Park. That's in New Hampshire. For those of you who don't know, it's where they just raced. It was a fantastic race and a great track to race them on. I'm thrilled they're going back again. Um, brand That was a brand new track to the series. Nobody had ever raced it before. Going back there on August 1st for the second time. Then back to Jennerstown for the second race there on August 22nd. And then they are running... Um, the race at uh, the newly announced race at Menendnock the week after on August 29th. Um, by the way, uh, there is a another modified tour that runs up in New England um, that is a really, really great series called the Tri-Track Open Modified Series. They're running a race at Star Speedway in New Hampshire this Saturday. Um, or sta, if you want to uh, be phonetically correct. Um, <laughs> it's uh, Ryan Priest going back to his roots, and we'll be joining uh, the Tri-Track Modified Field 
at Star Speedway on Saturday, July 25th. So that should be a lot of fun. Uh, looking forward to that. So um, thank you, Matt Weaver and Short Track Scene for that little nugget. Uh, Kyle, Susan, I will have uh, analysis, a detail on that, on Mainly Modifieds, which is the podcast that we air um, tomorrow on Race Chaser Radio. Again, uh, wherever you get your podcast from, Spotify, wherever, um, just search Race Chaser Radio. Mainly Modifieds premieres tomorrow night. Uh, you can find it on our Race Chaser media, social media pages, too, once it's up as well. So we'll, uh, that's a, a weekly show. The new uh, episode will be out tomorrow night, and we'll have plenty of coverage and talk about that new edition at Menadoc Speedway. And that is about it. Again, thanks to Jason Smoot. Thanks to all of you for hanging in there. We apologize for the technical issues. Uh, I want to thank Carson Quapple for uh, joining me in studio once again. And um, it's uh, thanks to Jacob Hafner as well. Um, and thanks to all the folks here at WSIC for hosting us to our sponsor, Victory Custom Trailers. Uh, we appreciate all of you and look forward to being right back here in the morning for the Inside Pass, 11.35 a.m. Randy Miller and I. Until then, I'm Tom Baker. See ya. You've been listening to Lead Lap Radio powered by HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsport safety. You can find them on the web at hmsmotorsport.com. Lead Lap Radio is a Race Chaser Media production. For more exciting and passionate motorsport content, follow Race Chaser Media on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, and visit RaceChaserMedia.com. The opinions expressed by our guests are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, affiliates, or marketing partners of Race Chaser Media. No part of the show may be reproduced in any manner without the expressed written consent of Race Chaser Media. Thank you for listening.